Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome back to the Sofa Cinema Club, episode number 13. I am Colson Smith and I'm joined by... Ben Price. Jack P. Shepard. The Sofa Cinema Club is our podcast. We get together and we educate each other on films. The films we should have seen, but we hadn't. Hadn't? Haven't. Each week we get together and we watch a film and then we come into the studio and we talk about what we loved, hated and rated. The beauty of our film club is that anyone can join in. All you have to do is watch along with the films at home and then come and listen to us every Thursday to hear what we say. This week's film is my choice and it is Seven Psychopaths. But before we get into talking about this week's film, you know, how's your week been would be the normal question. But today is a mammoth day for Sofa Cinema Club. It's it's a big day and I'm going to let Jack explain why it's such a big day. And Jack, take it away. Not a clue. Not a clue. I don't know what you're talking about. Slightly awkward. Happy birthday, Ben. What? Is it your birthday? (laughs) It's my fucking birthday today, Jack. Thank you for the card. I thought you were born in April. Um, Well, I beg to differ. It's my fucking birthday. I'm born on June the 30th. Sure, Wikipedia says you're April. It says he's January. June the 30th, 1951. Happy birthday. I'm 70 today. I'll tell you what, I'm exhausted, but I look good for it. But Jack, I know you were just pretending to not know. I know that. But, uh, of course, did you get your moon pig card? (laughs) (laughs) Moonpig.com. This podcast is not sponsored or endorsed by Moonpig, but if you do want to sponsor us, if you did want to send me a card, Moonpig, it would have been nice, but you missed it. Maybe next year. Um, Good birthday. Got dog paw. Obviously, I'm doing this on my birthday. I got some of those AirPods. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Jack doesn't like them, actually, he do you? But I'll tell you what. I like- I'll tell you what, Jack. They're mint. When <laughs> you've got them in, they're, very good. they're really good. So I walk around. I like the wire. You like I the wire? Just, I do, yeah, it's just sort of retro. It's weird, isn't it, that Apple iPhones are retro. They're retro now. Are they? Because all the ones have got the big ones, you know, that you've got on your head. All the kids have got them oh, now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the wires so I've are still got the retro the iPod ones. Not the old Walkman overhead. No. You won't even remember they the Walkman. They were retro You don't even now, remember not. the Walkman. None of you do. I'm just, I do. No. It was in the yeah. 80s. When were you born? With the tapes. Yeah, with, with the tapes. You can't remember tapes, Jack. When were you born? I do remember tapes. When were you born? 88? Are you 40? 
<laughs> anyway, it's my birthday. It was mint. Happy birthday. Um, Happy what's birthday. What's everyone else? Colson, your week? Um, well, probably the highlight, the most interesting part of the week for me was that we, for the first time ever, listened to the podcast together, didn't we? Oh, I forgot yeah. about that. That was good. Yeah. Wasn't that good? They're yeah. good, aren't we, they, we, those three? <laughs> they're very good. So we're sat in Jack's garden, spaced apart, loving life, and it's it's probably 10 o'clock at night, and we're listening to ourselves in Jack's garden. So I can't imagine what the neighbours would have thought, but we just sat there pissing ourselves so, for the hour, didn't so we? So cringy <laughs> when you laugh at yeah. yourself. Oh, I, I always do. I know your little always face, do. Jack. Listen, man. He's going, oh, he's good, that Jack. You were touching the lights, and then when you knew... I was responding to myself. Know, when you... Whatever I would say, I would go, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're dead right. <laughs> yeah, we, we... We... It was... For me, it was so weird to watch us to watch us listen back to it because I often will go for a walk and listen to it and still laugh. But we mm. all kind of talk to ourselves and talk to each other, and it just worked. Yeah, it made me laugh. Jack turned around at one point and said, "To be fair, we could go and rob a bank right now, and we'd have an alibi. Yeah, <laughs> we could just play it in the garden, and the neighbours would be like, yeah, they were in the garden chatting away, chatting about seven. <laughs> what was funny was a bit like seeing a." F- when you've seen a film before, every time it came up to a bit that was good for either one of us, it's someone goes, this, oh, this, this is a good bit. And then, <laughs> this is good, this laugh, bit. laugh, 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 oh, it's a good bit, it's a good bit. We loved it, didn't we? Paused. Loved it. We had a chat about Paused. stuff in the middle of it. Mm. Then we came up, it was a very good podcast. Those lads would go far. Mm. I've had an interesting week, actually. I thought I'd educate myself. Because, you know, I've, I think I've told you, I've been playing Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's on the island. You've tried to ride a horse or... Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been so having horse riding lessons. <laughs> no, it's set in ancient Greece, yeah. is this one. And um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I think it's called. Ancient Greece. So I thought I'd do some research into ancient Greece. So I started looking at, first of all, the Spartans. And then I went on to Troy. And now I'm on to Alexander the Great. Watching documentaries on it. It's very interesting. What a riveting week. Whoa, I'll tell you what. What got you, what got you into that? Assassin's Creed. Oh, a, a rat attacked me. Oh, well, a now, rat there attacked we go. me. Wow. There we go. That's what we want that's to know. A, that's the top quality content we want to hear about. That's what we want to hear. I was putting, I was putting the bins out on Sunday night. And I've told you before about the infestation of the rats Big in my area. Big rats. Yeah. Big rats. Big rats. Set the scene. What time is this? What time at night, Jay? This is night time. I would say it's about half 10, 11 okay, o'clock so at night. Okay, so it's dark. They've got an advantage there. They can see in the yeah. dark, can't they? So I'm pulling, I'm privileged enough to say that I have two wheelie bins. Oh. So that's good. Oh, two black wheelie oh, bins. how did you get wow. that? Well, it's all right for some, innit? Famous. No, Bit they're mad. just there at the house. It's not. They're just there at the house that I rent. The level of fame. Oh, get him. Oh, get him with his two bins. <laughs> to be fair, mine and Ben's are unlimited because we've got that shoot, which is mint. mint. Oh, the shoot is mint. And as you hear it go down, it splits. <laughs> crack. crack. <laughs> so hold on. You've got two bins. Right. You're going out. Are yeah. you in your big slippers? Your weird slippers. I've got my big slippers on. I've got them big slippers on. So you've got no chance of running? <laughs> no. Okay. So I'm pulling the wheelie bins out. Okay. And as I'm dragging them up the street, mm. there must have been a rat in the bin. 
So the movement of me pulling the wheelie bins has disturbed him and he's gone to leap out the bin and he's jumped on my fucking neck. No way. <laughs> behind my fucking neck. And he sort of slithered down my body and sort of rolled, rolled onto the floor. A great fat bastard rat. <laughs> Massive, slimy. It's been in the bin. He, he'd obviously jumped, he'd hit the neck, and then he'd, he might, might, might have hurt himself uh, on the back of my neck or something. He sort of just rolled down my body for like an eternity before he landed on the floor. Did you make a oh, noise? God. Yeah. I, I didn't know what it was at first. I thought someone was t- tapping me on the fucking shoulder. In your garden? It was that big. No, this is me walking up the street. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Oh, it was terrible. It's terrifying. Did you see him again? What happened to him? No, he just he ran off. He ran off through someone's garden. How was he so, in the bin? Don't you have a lid? Yeah, but they, it was open a bit because uh, no, the bin bag didn't quite go in. Oof, Jack, that sounds awful. Were you all right going to yeah, bed? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I took all my clothes off and had to get a shower. <laughs> what, with the rat? <laughs> was the rat just as disturbed about it and went, I need a shower now. Lads, I need a shower. I've just, I've just jumped on David Platt's back. <laughs> so, oh, God. I'm in the process of planning my 22nd birthday. Um, obviously, there's a much... Keep you're 21. Yeah. When's that? When, I'm 21, Jack. <laughs> when's, when's your birthday? Shall we ask Jack see if he scores it? See if he redeems himself. What date's my birthday, Jack? Uh, Find a friend. I'm I'm gonna say fifty fifty. Fifteenth of August. Thirteenth of August. Oh, close. Oh yeah, closer than mine. Yeah, well done, April. <laughs> so what are you gonna do? Um, I've, I've booked, um, I've booked a, ja- it's called the Big Beast Safari Tent. Ooh. And it is glamping in a two story tent. It's got two hot tubs. It's got a log burner. It, it, it is full guns. It's going to be mint. And who's um, going, Coulson? Who's, who have you invited, Coulson? Well, it, it, it's obviously, it's eight people, so it's seven oh, yeah. of my closest friends. Okay, yeah. Great, um, great. Yeah. What's, what's the date again? Tell me what the date is. So I've already made the group chat, and um, like I oh, say, yes, seven, I know, seven, I know. seven of my closest my phone. friends. I haven't checked my phone yet, I haven't checked my phone. But when I do, what, do, what date would you like me there? <laughs> I, I think you're busy. Let's put it that way. Oh, but Jack, oh, okay. you're free, aren't you? <laughs> I'm invited. I'm on the group chat. I'm in there. <laughs> I've got a bunk. I've got a hot tub. You wait till I turn up. Lads! Lads! I'm here for the top ben. bunk. Don't, don't put the light on. It'll just come in. Oh, that sounds mint. So how do they no, do no. the two hot tubs? One outside, one inside? No, but both outside. Almost like socially distant hot tubs in a way. <laughs> Well, how is they, that going to be all right for yes. August? How do they yeah. work that? Um, August. So obviously, holiday in in the UK is what's being advised, isn't it? And um, by August, you know, by next week, that is what's allowed to happen. But, but only um, with your household, not with eight randoms, obviously, because not your closest <laughs> friends, not your family. So in, I'm not in, in August, it, it'll be fine. Anyway, should we should we talk yeah, about should film? Should we move on? I think we should yeah. talk about film. That is what we do at the Sofa Cinema Club. Um, this week's film: Seven Psychopaths. So, a synopsis from myself: Seven Psychopaths is written and directed 
by Martin McDonough. What is it? Martin McDonough? How is that his name? McDonough. Martin McDonough. So the story is basically follows, um, Colin Farrell's character, Marty, who is a writer and he is writing his new film and he's all he's got is a title, Seven Psychopaths. And he kind of, with the help of his friends, is trying to develop this film. And in developing the film, they kind of come across and discover their seven psychopaths. And do you know what? With the side beeline story of the Shih Tzu, that is about as much as there is to the film. Yeah. Because it's dialogue and actors, isn't it? That's what this film is. Yeah. Do you know what it reminds me of, which you two are going to completely shoot out? Um, Pulp Fiction. No, it doesn't. Do you not think? No. How would you get that? Just because it's so randomly put together and so dialogue heavy and how the scenes almost don't feel like scenes. I just found it really quite... I know what you mean. They seem like random conversations. Yeah, like... Is that what you mean? For example, the the opening scene, you've got the two hitmen on Hollywood Reservoir, haven't you? Reservoir. Oh, what's a what? What's a what? Reservoir. Reservoir, reservoir. dogs. Hello, reservoir. 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 So you've got the two hitmen um, at Lake Hollywood. I'll say that. Um, <laughs> and the conversation that they're having then is just really good script and doesn't yeah. kind of have any purpose to it but it it sets the tone and then characters almost build themselves and then the next thing you know they've been shot in the back of the head and that's psychopath number one yeah it's a similar kind of i get what you're saying it's a similar thing that you're in a scene which normally should be quite tense and then the characters are talking about something else so the scene there is they're about to kill someone and they get into an argument about their mind you should have something else don't they how you'd kill someone how different and that tarantino does that a lot yeah he puts the characters in one situation but they end up arguing about something else even though they're about to kill someone they're arguing about a small matter of life yeah so yeah i just i think probably because that's the first time i've watched it since understanding tarantino and I just kind of thought, well, it, it is, it's, you know, it's definitely taken something from the way that he makes and writes films. So probably one of, one of the key aspects of the film is Marty's best friend has a side business and his side business is with Christopher Walt's character, who is called Christopher, Christopher Walken. Oh, Not Christoph Waltz. That's a different bloody actor. That's um, him from. Not the good, the bad, and the ugly. Tarantino film, innit? Shall I call him the dad out of hairspray? Does it, can everyone work with that? (laughs) (laughs) They've got this side business where they kidnap dogs, don't they? They they call it dog borrowing. So they will take rich people's dogs, wait for the missing dog poster to come up, and then go and take it round and take the reward. And they kidnap the wrong dog, don't they? Woody Harrelson's dog. Yeah, who plays Charlie Costello. Yeah, he's like this gangster, isn't he? Big gangster. Was it meant to be him? Who was it meant to be? I'd, I'd, Mickey Rourke. Yeah, and they fell out. Because he had different ideas about the character than what the writer and director did. So they booted him. Because, um, who, who is it that plays it, Jack? Um, Woody. Woody Harrelson. He 
took the job on like a week before they started filming. And he said he just walked in and they were all ready to go. And it was literally step on set, first day. They've all had this script for a year. Because the writer had written this before he did In Bruges. Um, and In Bruges was like the thing that he got. Have the, you seen so In Bruges, Jeff? Yeah. That's clever for yeah. He did a short that won an Oscar. Yes. And then he wrote In Bruges. And that kind of got the nod. And this is when he got the American money. It was a big So this was his right, first though. film with the American money. Yeah, in Broad, did Broadway, did yeah, he? Yeah, but he started the, the court, I think. So his plays went all over the world before he got into films. So He's a clever writer. They steal Charlie Costello's Shih Tzu, don't they? And that kind of speeds the film up on its way to find in their seven psychopaths. But it's all sort of yeah. centred around Farrell trying to write this film called Seven Psychopaths, isn't it? And having that writer's block. It's almost like Martin McDonough trying to find a film to write and writing about yeah. a writer who can't write. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then having bits of what I suspect probably was going to be the film, that but they are never long enough to be a film. So you sort of jump into different psychopaths don't you through the film like yeah. he has the quaker psychopath yeah psychopath number two what is he gonna be first what does he call him oh uh, it says the, the religious psychopath the, the buddhist psychopath and, and then he crosses that out then it's amish. the amish psychopath and then it's and yeah he decides on quaker psychopath number one ben is the the, the yes Jack Diamonds. Jack yes. Diamonds, yeah. Psychopath number two is the Quaker. So the Quaker's story is told by Colin Farrell's character. Um, so basically, the Quaker's daughter has been murdered and raped and abused, and the killer goes to prison but doesn't get life. He gets... He doesn't get the death penalty. He gets life in prison. And because he finds God whilst he's in prison, he gets let out early. So after he's been let out, the Quaker starts to follow him. And it's kind of the Quaker following him from a distance, but making sure that he knows that he's there. And he's then, just always there and he yeah. haunts him, basically. Yeah. And then there's that shot in the window where Farrell's character is basically saying, um, in religion, the only way to get away from like heaven and to go into hell is by taking your own life. That's the biggest sin. So he thinks, if I take my own life, the Quaker is not going to follow me. And he gets out a razor blade and he cuts his throat. And as he does it, he looks out the window and the Quaker gets out a razor blade and cuts his throat as if to say, I'm following you. And that's kind of story of psychopath number two, which then later in the film ties in with psychopath number six, doesn't it? They all kind of tie together and they all end up being characters in the actual film yeah so that's a bit that's quite weird is how he the film is about a man writing a film and his friends that are helping him write this film end up being the characters in the film that yeah. he's going to write but also what you find especially with that it's harry dean stanton the quaker isn't he you won't know who that actor is quite a famous actor um but what yeah. you realize is he appropriates stories and then pretends they're his they're his which has obviously yeah. happened <clears throat> To him, really, the writer, is someone goes, well, I told you that. He shoots himself in the foot, doesn't he? Because he tells a story that Billy, his best friend, has told him. And he tells a story to Hans. Yeah. And 
as he's telling that story, Billy comes back with the drinks from the bar and he goes, no, no, let's not tell that story. That's not a good story to tell. And obviously Hans has heard the story and knows what is going on. You already know this as an audience member, don't you? Because we've jumped to You know that Hans is the Quaker. Because he's got a scar on his neck. Yeah. He takes the scarf off and you can see that he slit his throat at one point in his life. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh. So there's this bit, isn't there, where Billy, um, to help um, his friend write the script, he puts an advert in the LA Times, which basically says, are you a psychopath? If you're a psychopath, call this number and we'll get in touch. And then outside their house is a man in a suit stroking a rabbit. Tom Waits. Tom Waits. Yeah, is he a big actor? Yeah, well, they say he fled you. Um, based the Joker on Tom White. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's interesting. Like that. Yeah. Good. good yeah, he's, he's well known, of course. Very well known. Because he, his character is quite clever, isn't it? Because um, Colin Farrell's character Marty wants nothing to do with him. He, you know, he doesn't want this help. He's kind of a reluctant writer, stuck in his ways, isn't he? But also, he's a bit and, frightened about. You put an advert in for psychopaths, and one turns up. Yeah, and yeah. kills you. And kills you. And goes, there we go, write that. That, w- that would have been a good film, wouldn't it? Put an advert in, wrote it, he killed you. End. <laughs> 15 minutes. <laughs> Moving on. There's a shot. Um, and he tells a story of him and a woman that he fell in love with who basically went around killing people who did wrong. So they ended up being serial killers, but for good reasons. They went after serial killers, didn't they? Yeah. And that, they killed the Zodiac, didn't they? I don't know if you caught on at this point, Jack, about mm. who his partner was. Yeah, wasn't it Christopher Walken's yes. wife? So Hans's yeah. wife uh, in the film has cancer. And it's regular that Hans is going to visit his wife 
and she just seems a lovely character that cares dearly for her husband. And it's not until you kind of work out that Hans is a psychopath, or Hans is one of the seven psychopaths, that you work out that she is also psychopath yeah. number six or whatever. And it, it, it's just quite clever, but it's almost quite confusing to explain. The way it comes across in the film, I personally think it really it works really well. Like, well I, I think, think it's it, edited well, isn't it? Yeah, and I think it's a very effective way of storytelling. But it it's two stories put into one played at the same time, isn't it? Yes. Does that make sense? What yeah. did you think, Ben? You know, it, was it was it your sort of film or not? Um, <clears throat> what did I think? I uh, I thought he's a very good writer. In Bruges was very mm. good. Uh, what's the seven what's it billboards seven psychopaths seven billboards no, outside bill- Missouri that was yeah. a brilliant film three three billboards, three billboards. he's yeah. a great writer however for me the dialogue's great but it's sort of it, it points lost its way it came back but it was bits of story pushed together and it was almost two halves of a film the first half we were basically saying everyone that surrounds Colin Farrell is a psychopath everyone he's surrounded by is a psychopath and he's pretty much mm. the only same one, which is the writer. And then he got into mm. that baggy bit, didn't it? Midway through the film where you're working to the end. So his mate, Billy wants this big finale, doesn't he? A big shootout. Yeah. yeah. And, so and, you, and you're sort of working to that. And then that, it lost its way a bit for me. I, I thought it had a very strong start. And it was a very good end. But then the middle bit was sort of like, I felt he sort of got got a bit lost. But the dialogue's fantastic. He writes great dialogue. Were you yeah. not invested <clears throat> in the Shih Tzu story? Uh, I loved Walken. It seemed a bit contrived. I loved I Walken. I liked the Shih Tzu. I loved Walken. And I, it was more interesting when you realise, because... The whole point of the Shih Tzu story is they steal a Shih Tzu from that mafia boss. But then when, what I liked about it was you realise that Billy was also shagging his girlfriend. The mafias, but yeah. And he knew yeah. the dog oh, yeah. and he did it deliberately. Then I was yeah. like, oh, that's quite interesting. He is a complete mm. psychopath. They all are. Mm. Walken's character was the one that interested me most. Cause he, he, he steals the film. Yeah. Well, he had a balance. So in one part, he seemed psychopathic and the other bit he seemed quite sane that's the thing with psychopaths though isn't it yes sane and yeah but the other ca- Billy's mm. character just seemed psychopathic he didn't seem very sane to me <laughs> or Harlson's character there are the bits where you know where it's like shot at Joshua Tree yeah and Billy's character's like in Billy's character is basically saying what he thinks the end of the film should be. And he's describing what we then see as the end of the film. And he's really quite psychopathic in that, isn't he? The way he's getting excited about the big shootout and the grand finale mm. and how everything comes together. Mm. Um, I thought it was yeah. weird that he got shot in the head and was still alive. <laughs> that at the end. He started stroking the dog and he had a bullet hole in, in the middle of his head. Yeah. Oh, he was asking the dog for a paw. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which I, I, I liked the Shih Tzu bit. I did. I thought it was an interesting way of them moving that story on. In the original draft of the script, the Shih Tzu got it in the end and got shot. 
with a flare. Uh, yeah, and um, the studio made him take it out because he said you can't be cruel to animals. <laughs> brilliant, but you can it? absolutely. And when they burned that Zodiac guy with two daggers yeah. in his hands, yeah. they went, oh, that's fine. What if he, just in that, can we just go over that death? Yes. <laughs> he stabbed through the through the hands on the table with two knives and then yeah. we'll burn him to death. That's fine. Don't shoot <laughs> the shit too. rabbit. Don't shoot, and don't kill the rabbit don't or the shit too. We're fine. You can do what you want. <laughs> It, it, it's weird because, you know, it's a hard film to kind of dig into and digest because it, there's very little to it. There's very little story, you know, and it all yeah. happens in the space of probably two days, doesn't it? Mm. Have um, you seen his brother's a director as well and a writer? Have you seen The Guard? No. He writes in a similar yes, way. I, I think I have. He writes in a Remind similar me, way. Ben. What's that? Um, what's his face, Gleason? Yeah, and he's on that final bit, and he's gonna. It's almost like high noon, and he's coming yes, to the end I of it, and he, someone's going after him. But he writes yeah. in a very similar way. They both have a very similar way of putting things, which is, uh, yeah, I can see if you get into their films. It's really not, it's really quite nice to watch. They roll along. You get into that mm. when they're all together and they're all panicked. That's when it works mm. best. When I didn't find it as good when I was outside the film. Do you know what I mean? When I was outside the film looking in, I didn't find it as good. But when they were in the situation at the end, I like that. Right. I, I see what you mean. I when think. they were talking about how to make a film, I didn't find it as interesting. But when they felt like, oh, shit shit we're gonna die like, I felt like the film yeah. yeah i was like oh this is good he sam rockwell's mm. characters are fucking nutcase he might mentalist. i loved him I, I've, I've always loved rockwell i he's think good. he's amazing he's very actor. good very good in everything he yeah. does he's very good yeah by the way who's got the old grandfather clock clicking oh it's, it's can you hear that yeah it's loud as well it's it's just a clock in the kitchen but it's like miles away it's because you've got your super duper headphones on calls i can't hear it just be, be silent there well, there we go <laughs> that's going to be all the way through this episode oh shit <laughs> try not notice it try to the not notice hundreds it. of thousands of <laughs> listeners i apologize for jack's <laughs> The listeners now will go, you know when you can't hear a noise till someone points it out? <laughs> yeah. It's going to be go, driving a mad It's going to drive them mad. Yeah. Yeah. Have you got a grandfather? What does it... No, it's just a clock. Fuck, that's loud. <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> Plastic on plasterboard. That's loud, isn't yeah. it? The old Ikea. Boom, <laughs> yeah. boom. Big bed. How'd you get to sleep? <laughs> you know sleep upstairs, <laughs> not in loud. the kitchen. <laughs> it, 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 so, is, it is loud. Um, but yeah, for, for me, I, it's just a film that you know I I, I do like. Yeah, I, I quite like. I really did like. It, actually, I remember laughing a lot while. Uh, should we do ratings? Yeah, I think, I think we're heading that way, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's my film, so I go first. And I don't know what it is. You know, is it a dark comedy? Is it a comedy? What, whatever it is, I really like it as a screenplay. I like the writing. I like the characters. It's something that you wouldn't mind. If someone gave you that and went, have a go, you'd go, yeah. nice. You know, there's nothing much not to dislike about the characters or the way the script works. Um, I really liked Hans. 
you know, and I think that actor, I only really know him as the dad out of Hairspray. So then, He's in Pulp Fiction. You've seen that. Is he Winston Wolf? No, he's the guy who gives the gold watch to... That's Harvey Cartel. He's the guy who gives the gold you know, the watch to... the big speech, the famous Bruce. speech. Look, I know him as the dad in Hairspray. No. When he does... Ear Hunter? He does Ear a great Hunter. song with John oh, Travolta. Wow. You should see him when he's young. He's got a habit of taking out all punctuation from sentences. He sort of says sentences, not yeah. how you'd imagine they they were written. Yeah. And he plays everything really... He just It's almost like he throws everything away, isn't it? It's just pure... I think that's what I liked about the film is it, none of it feels like acting. It just feels... Until Sam Rockwell, Billy goes into a psychopath. Most of it just feels like dialogue. It almost feels like it's made up. Mm. It's so natural. You know, and that's what I liked. Um, Seven Psychopaths. I think for me, it, it, it's a fairly solid film and I'm going to give it an eight. An eight? Good. Uh, I'll go next. Um, yeah, I agree with everything you're saying. Uh, I did like it. I um, laughed a lot. Loved Rockwell. Loved Walken. And Woody Harrelson. I, I think that ending between, a standoff between Woody Harrelson and Sam Rockwell, the dialogue again is very clever. Like when he can't get, can't get his gun, dog. when he can't get his gun working, yeah. and he's counting down from five, and he goes four. And he's, he's desperately trying to get his gun working. He goes, "Can you go back to five? And he goes, <laughs> "I'm not going back to five. And he's just looking. He's trying, trying to keep trying. Very funny. Uh, my rating is. Oh, here we go. Are seven. we doing some weird numbers now, Carol? Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, what do you mean? No, 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 no. 74. Like he dropped to 0.75 last week. Uh, seven and a half, I'm going. Seven and a half. Seven and a half, solid. I've, I've seen very mixed facials from Ben this podcast. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not. Well, it is my birthday. I can't tell um, if it's a fact. Jack didn't know it was his birthday or if it's the fact he's been pied from the big beast glamping tent. Both have, both have sent me and both have got a spit out. Um, no, look, it's everything you say, Colson. It's a good film, good performances, good script. Do I think he's a better writer in that film? I do. Do I think he's a better director in that film? I do. Do I think it's the best he's done? No. Um, Interestingly, so for you, in Bruges or Three Billboards? Three, three billboards. billboards I thought was fantastic. I, which I think is a stunning film, but it did come six, seven years later, didn't it? Yeah, yes, it did. But I suppose <sighs> this film felt a bit like... I need to just get a film done. It felt a bit like, what am I going to write? Whereas Three Billboards felt like the film he wanted to write. Yeah. Felt, felt like, I've got this amazing fucking script. I've got some amazing actors. This is the film that I want to make. But Second Seven Psychopaths is fine. It's all good. But it felt a bit like someone's gone, oh shit, quick. We've got some money. It, if he had just done In Bruges and then his Hollywood money would have been Three Billboards, you'd look at that and you'd go, Bloody hell, kid's got talent. Yeah. Yeah, he has got talent. Maybe he had to do that film to get the other ones made. Maybe he was doing it between theatre. Or maybe he just thought this was going to be and it better is a, than it was. I mean, it's it's a good film. It still did well. Like it's, oh, no, it's a good it's, film. Yeah. It's a good film. I think what I'm trying to say is I think he's an even better writer and director than that. I, I suppose I'm judging him on What, what rating are you giving it, Ben? <laughs> oh, okay. Seven and a half. Good. I'll take that. We've, I will fucked t- I- We've fucked up again. Why? We haven't decided a film. No, ben. you decided a film. 
Is that what you decided a film last week? You said to me, "Oh, you should do that, didn't you?" Oh yeah, I'm now torn actually. Oh why? You, you, do oh, you, you do not to go speak out the outside the, the podcast? You have to What's go that out. rating? What's that rating got? Seven point five. Add eight. Add seven point five. She is fifteen. Add eight, which is <laughs> Carol Vorderman, please. Twenty three. Twenty three out of thirty. Big big score for me. Do I have to leave? Yeah, you have to leave. Yeah, you have to leave. Good night, God bless. I'll just take your earphones off. Yeah, right. We'll have a chat. Yeah, he can't hear us now. No. So, are we saying, are we saying Fight Club? Oh, Fight Club or, what was the other thing you said? American History X. Oh, yeah. So, what, shall I flip a coin? Because I really can't decide. I'll flip a coin. Let me get a coin. I wonder what's best though, Jack. It's uh, thinking what's best for Coulson. I think Fight Club might be. I'm not thinking about what's. I'm not. I'm not bothered about what's best for him. They're both amazing films. You can't go bloody wrong. Fight Club's. T- no, not yet, Coulson. Fight Club's Tales. Um, what was the other one? American History X. American History X. Is that- Jesus fucking Christ! Right. Yeah. Come back in. Hello. So, Coles, thank you uh, for leaving the room. You're back now. Uh, Me and Ben couldn't decide on a film, so we ended up flipping a coin. And the film we are watching is Fight Club. Never seen it. Never seen it. Never seen it. Same director as... In Bruce. Seven. 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 Interesting. David Fincher. Yeah. David Fincher. So, yeah, Fight Club. I look forward to it. Nice one. So next week's film is Fight Club. If you want to keep in touch in the meantime, you can on our social medias, Instagram and Twitter at Sofa Cinema Club. Until next week, as always, good night. God bless. Good night. Good night. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies.